0: Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study 7 p.m. and on Saturday you can find us at 11:30 p.m. on 99.5 FM or KKLA.com, which is their uh, internet connection so you can hear us worldwide we believe the Bible is the Word of God therefore we are faithful we are bold we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God we want to go before the Lord in a a word of prayer at this time and you know whatever your request is on your heart Whatever the need is, I, I don't know it, but God does. He knows everything. He's, the Bible said His eyes go to and fro in the earth, uh, beholding the good and the evil. You know, and and make your petition known. Make your your request known unto the Lord. The Bible tells us to cast our cares upon Him. And so let's let's go before the Lord and. In a word of prayer, then we're going to have our opening scripture. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness. Thank you, Lord, for this is the day that you have made. You have given us an opportunity, Lord God, to seek your face and to call upon you. Lord God, thank you for the progress that have been made throughout this week as we are looking to expand. Lord God, your word and to reach souls Lord God, and to declare the good news and glad tidings. We thank you, Lord. Lord, for you have made us. Lord God, you have raised us up. You have blessed us, Lord God, with a mind to seek you while you can be found. Lord, and we pray and ask that you would bless us to share your word with others. Bless us, Lord God, to reach others, Lord, in a way that we've not been able to do before. Lord God, help us, Lord Jesus, to be a helping hand to those that need uh, assistance. Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, and pray and ask, Lord, that you would use us for your purpose. Use us, Lord God. Lord, you said that the poor we have with us always, and he that, that gives to the poor lends unto you. Lord God, it's certainly a pleasure, Lord God, to be able to help others. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and ask that you would teach us your way. Lord God, give us your guidance, Lord Jesus, and open our understanding so that we do things better. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, and we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, touch those that are sick in their body, those that have tuned in, those that are present, those that will be tuning in later, Lord God, and listening. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Father, we we just pray and ask that you would touch those that are sick in their body. Lord God, those that are uh, in situations where they cannot be in the service, you understand those things. Lord God, and so we pray and ask that you would bless them right where they are. You know how to deal with them, Lord God. Lord, even as when John was was incarcerated, Lord Jesus, you reached out to him through uh, his disciples, Lord God, and to, to deliver your word. Lord God, send your word, Lord, in all the places, Lord, that, that is needed. Lord God, the souls are crying out, Lord, seeking to be saved. Lord, ask that you bless them, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord God. Lord, and we honor you, Lord, for your goodness. We honor you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Lord God. This time we're going to have our opening scripture. Bless you, Jesus.
1: Today's opening scripture will be Psalms 150. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in the fervent of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the of heart. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with the string instruments and organs. Praise Him with the, with the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sounding cymbals. That everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And the Bible says, and they continue daily with one accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word.
0: Amen, this is a very simple song and I think that that many may already know it, but, um. Certainly, we want to bless the Lord and to let him know how much we appreciate him. And so I asked that you would just help me sing a little bit of this to let him know how much we appreciate him. And then we're going to go into the word of God. And so I want to direct your attention to the fifth chapter of the book of Mark. uh, And we'll go there right after this. to the Lord and and I, I pray that yours is too. You know, there's so many things that I want to express and time does not permit, you know, but one thing that we say the word praise. Now, I don't know what that means to everyone. I don't understand, you know, and forgive me of my ignorance. But when I think about praising God, I think about doing for him. The question comes to mind is, what can I do for you? You know, it's not just the, the words of a song, it's not just expression, but my heart is, what can I do? What am I doing? Uh, what, what can I do outside of the, the routine of things? I wanna do something that is going to, you know, I, I, was, I share with staff members and stuff, the wow factor. What can I do that says, wow, you know, uh, if I'm gonna impress anyone, I I wanna impress God. And that doesn't take away from our our work, our jobs. Matter of fact, it enhances our worth ethics. And so what is it that I can do for you, Lord? What is it I can do for you? We know there's some things at church or maybe you could look around your church, or maybe you've already been told about things that need to be done to help enhance worship experience. What can I do? What am I doing? Have I forgotten about those things? Or am I doing those things? What can I do? That's why my heart is filled with
2: praise.
0: My heart is filled with a praise. And that praise is saying, what can I do? Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service. And, you know, we spent this week putting together our Instagram uh, page and refining some things our, uh, as well as Facebook and Twitter accounts and just redefining, you know, giving a fresh look to what, um, to what was there. And certainly we're looking forward to... Uh, visually uh, that right now we're on audible, but we're looking forward to visual uh, impact. And so, you know, I really want that to be impressed. I mean, when I say impressed, I mean, branded in your hearts, you know, that there is work yet to be done for the Lord and we can't dilly dally and play around with what God has because there are souls that are in need. There are people that are looking and searching for truth. That's why we're called connecting truth. You know, we're connecting people to truth. We're connecting them to Christ. And so uh, we need to take an active role, Uh, not not a, a, I hear what you're saying, but I I said an active role. We have to be proactive, not reactive, proactive. Right now, uh, there are so many that's in a reactive state. Reactive means that once it's said and repeated over and over again, then you start to move, that's reactive. No, uh, the, the proactive is that well, you've heard it the first time and you're now moving, you're doing something. And, and so, and you're thinking outside the box, what Lord, what can I do for you? My heart is filled with praise, It's filled with praise unto you, what can I do? And so our online service, we're expanding and, and moving. The Lord has blessed us. And we have our first publication that is also available on Amazon as a digital download and um, or paperback, you know, whichever you prefer. I like paperback myself because I like to write and, and stuff. So, um, and so that's available on Amazon. It's called The Watchman, uh, Lion, and barbed wire. And once you get into it, you'll understand what that's about. And so we just thank God for that. It is a blessing uh, of the Lord, uh, divinely inspired, and it is life experience. If you are looking for a church home, growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us. Grow with us and be blessed with us. Thank you, Jesus. Again, I want to direct your attention to the book of Mark, the fifth chapter. Let's start reading at the first verse. It says, and they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, Immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him. No, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fretters and chains. They they've tried that before. And the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fretters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying And cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off. He ran and worshipped him. When he saw Jesus afar off. He ran and worshipped him. When he saw Jesus. I really want to emphasize that. When he saw Jesus, he ran and worshiped him. I just want that to marinate for a moment. When he saw Jesus, he ran and worshiped him. And cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee? Jesus, thou son of the most high God. I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. As a thought, he understood me. He understood me. God understands you. He understood this man. If he was here today, I believe he would say amen. He understood me. He understood something had me and it wouldn't let me go. Maybe you know what I I mean, you know, that something had you and, and it was controlling you. It was taking advantage of you. And no matter how you tried, it would not let you go. I I have some testimony and witness of of that uh, through my little life experience. But God understood me. Now I'm not saying that as an excuse for anybody. What God gets me, don't judge me and all that. No, the Bible already ju- it passes judgment on all of us. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that, that judgment begins in my house. It begins in my house. So uh, judgment uh, among the saints of God has already begun. To understand, as you know, or, or to be understood means the communication received is properly interpreted. My prayer is that lord bless me to uh provide an understanding and, and that and that the word that goes out of this vessel is properly interpreted that it is viewed a particular way which leads to perfect clarity i need you to be perfectly clear uh, this morning one of the the schools as i drive by going going home to uh, from pomona and dropping through corona Uh, You know, uh, there's a school, uh, junior high school, I believe it is, but nonetheless, it's it has uh, these words written across the entrance of the door. Uh, And it says. uh, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting. Get understanding. That's Proverbs 4 and 7. So wisdom, life experience gives us some wisdom. It gives us um, some skill. But we need an understanding of how and when to use what we have. It's important that you and, and I obtain a good understanding. I was having a, a conversation with, uh, with an, a, an, an executive, the CEO of a logistics company, and we were talking about employees. Uh, employees that shake their head, you know, maybe you've experienced it, maybe you've done it. That you're being instructed or asked to do something and you shake your head, you know, as if you you get it okay, you know, and you agree, but you walk away clueless of what has actually been discussed and sometimes it's very obvious to the one that's giving the instruction that you don't get it even though you're shaking your head and you know and, and and agreeing with what's being said but you really don't get it and so you need to ask questions there's nothing wrong with asking a question it's better to ask the question and have a conversation even when you feel that you have it so that the one that you're speaking to know that you understand nodding your head and agreeing don't mean you understand now galatians 6 and 6 says let him that is taught in the Word, communicate unto him that teaches all things. In other words, uh, there should be some dialect going on between us. The only time that you you should, or you know, some people ever speak to the pastor is in passing. Pastor, that was a good message. Or maybe they might be saying, Pastor, I'm, you know, I don't like what you said. Uh, yes, that that's true. I was in Los Angeles and I was preaching there um, in one of our fellowship meetings, and this was some years ago, and I was talking about marriage, and I was talking about fantasizing in your marriage. Not fantasizing with the one you was with, but fantasizing about someone that you wish you could be with while you were with the one you were with. I went there there was a brother at that time that was very boldly walked up to me and said man you made me mad i anger disrupted him and he he confessed that because the the message hit home so everyone is not going to agree with what you're saying I'm not going to tell you that I've always agreed because there were some things that have been in my growing up and learning a few things that 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 shook me. And I was like, well, I don't get it. And I don't agree with that, you know. Um, and so uh, sometime and, and the Lord said, and we'll talk about this later, that he's going to shake some things up. And so sometimes the word of God shakes you up. It sends you home rattled. It sends you home thinking. And so in that moment, you may not walk by the minister and shake their hand and say, that was a good sermon. You may just walk on by. Let him that is taught in the word, communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. But when you mature and when you come to a certain place, you begin to communicate more uh, about the word, you know, I have some good gospel friends and I, and I love them. It's priceless to me where we, we, we make eye contact in services when we're in different fellowships because we know something has just been said in the message and we're gonna immediately hit each other up about it and discuss it. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna challenge with each other into what the word was said and how it blessed us and what revelation that we may have received from it. Your communication with the one teaching should have some consistency. There should be some tenacity. There certainly should be questions, which eventually leads to a testimony. I know that in in teaching here at Cornerstone, and you know, and on and inside the pages, which is on the podcast as well as on the radio you know and uh and different platforms that i often say things that should spark a question should make you go back and think you know even in our bible class i I will ask a question and i do look for an answer to be commented in through social media or sitting here present you know to comment And have an answer or try doesn't mean that you're going to get it wrong and some answers are correct in other situations and then there are some that are incorrect for the present moment, it might be correct in others, but not in the not according to what is being taught in that instance. Our communication with the one teaching should have that consistency and questions and even uh, lead to a testimony. First Kings 19, 19 verse says, uh, so he departed thence and found Elisha the son of Shaphat who was plowing the t- with 12 yoke of oxen before him. That, that must've been some tough ground. He had 12 oxen uh, plowing the ground. And Elijah, the prophet, the teacher, the the watchman, the man of God, passed by him and he cast his mantle upon him. And he left the ox and ran after Elijah. Elisha left the ox and, and went to follow the one that had placed the mantle upon him. That meant to. Follow me. You've been selected. You've been chosen. Now, we may not have a physical mantle. Uh, I may not have a physical mantle to place upon you right now, but just my words and you hear my voice and it registering in your spirit is a mantle. It is a calling saying, follow me as I follow Christ. He said, let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow thee. I'm gonna go back and tell my parents and family. Bye, goodbye, see you later. And take a yoke of ox and slow slow them and boil their flesh with the instruments of oxen and give unto the people and they did eat. Then he arose, he offered up a sacrifice, he offered up a meal, he went beyond a goodbye and had a moment with the family and then he left and went with Elijah and ministered unto him he went and became a disciple a follower of God through the man of God Elijah so he started a a communication with him of learning and understanding As we read in Galatians, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. And this led to a understanding. It also led to a testimony because when Elijah uh, was about to be caught up. The prophets uh, as they traveled through the land, many of the prophets that were in the school of the prophets They were in the school of the prophets. It's not enough that you say, well, I've been called by God. You need to go to school and be taught the things that are how to correctly answer the call of God and to administer those things that God has called you to do. Now, on this week, uh, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, we'll be in our leadership conference. And as I. Told the past one of the pastors, this is the school of the prophets. It is a teachable moment. So you ought to come ready to sit down, listen, get an understanding, ask questions about what is being taught. So that you can have a good understanding and a testimony i've made it plain and clear that we're that this is a teachable moment and so we're looking for those that are conducting doing seminars that we've invited to to come and to minister the word of god to uh, in my word to bring it. not looking for a hoop holler and and, and and or anything like that not no not looking for flesh on parade the bible says and i believe it's in ephesians and correct me if i'm wrong but it says that he gave uh uh, some prophets some apostles evangelists uh teachers pastors and he gave those gifts for a specific reason and that is for the edifying of the saints till we all come up to the measure or of jesus christ so I expect those that are teaching to bring it like that, to bring edification uh, for the purpose of edifying and that we all come to the statue of Jesus Christ, uh, not to not measure and look like not be a mirror of me, not be a mirror of anyone else, but we are to mirror the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. And so Elisha follow Elijah. And when he would have been taken up or when he was ready to be taken up, he asked Elijah, what can I do for you? And he said, he said, I want a double portion of your spirit. What I've seen you with, what I have experienced with you, what you have taught me throughout the time that I have left home and followed you. I want that. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. I want what you have. That came from God. And Elijah told him. Said that what you're asking for. Is a a hard thing. But nonetheless. If you. And I'm paraphrasing this. If you stick with me. Holy Ghost. If you stick with me. And you see me when I'm caught up. You'll get what you're asking for. Now we read in the scripture, and I know that I've preached it as well. And you know that, that where where Elijah went, uh, Elisha went when, when Elijah stopped and, and squatted, Elisha stopped and squatted too. When he stopped and had a sandwich, so there were some other challenges there besides those things that we that we gloss over. As he went and people were confronting him. People was disrupting his hit this moment because it, it was a challenge that you're going to have to stick with him. Even when you feel within yourself that, you know what, maybe I asked the wrong thing. Maybe I'm looking for too much out of this. Oh, I feel like running down the aisle right now. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe I have I, overextended myself. And I don't know if I can really handle the very thing that I've asked. That there were some challenges. But he stuck with it. He stuck with it. You got to stick with it, church. You got to stick with it. You have to follow along. You have to persevere. You have to press your way. Paul said, I press toward the mark of the high calling. In Christ Jesus so that I will obtain the prize that I'm looking for. You got to press your way. You got to press your way. You have to press beyond the feelings. You have to press beyond the emotions. You have to press beyond the self-doubt that has been programmed in you Through the years. See, we get saved and sometimes we look that, well, you know, now that I've been baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sin and and I'm tearing for the Holy Ghost. Yes, I I hope you are still tearing for the Holy Ghost. Lord, fill me with your spirit now that I'm in service and I've attended service. You know, everything is up. You still war against the flesh. The Bible said our flesh. War against our spirit. Not just you. It don't matter what title you have. The flesh wars against the spirit. To try to keep you from doing the things that are spiritually sound unto God. That that flesh wars. It fights against. And it has to be tamed. It has to be brought into subjection. And so Elijah had to bring his flesh into subjection, just like Elijah had to bring his flesh into subjection as he was being discipled as well. The Bible said, and they came over unto the other side of the sea and into the country of the Gadarenes. Jesus had been healing. Now, I'm I'm smiling here because I I butchered that name. (laughs) But listen here. I'm not the only one. But I love the word of God. (laughs) Listen. Jesus had been healing. Mental illness. You know, they talk about mental illness today. I never deny the fact that that, you know, people are our are, 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 uh, balances within our bodies, you know, uh, causes things to occur. Mental illness, people were born in that day, Jesus dealt with that people went to Jesus and said, my child is sick, my child is about to die. My my daughter is, is messed up, and you know, and, and they went to Jesus. You've heard the the, the, the gospel. You've read the gospel for you. You understand what I'm saying. He dealt with the emotional drama. There was emotional drama in that day. I believe it was Mary and Martha that Jesus had went into the house, and and they were there visiting, and uh, one of them was sitting down with Jesus, and the other was serving. And there was some emotional drama because because they wanted to tell her to get up and help this emotional drama. And so and there was physical handicaps. As well as spiritual sickness. And the casting out of devils. Now, Jesus used a teaching principle of parables he taught with parables, you know, earthly story with a heavenly meaning so that they would have a clear understanding. And other times he used parables so that they would not understand. There was, he wanted them to understand and then there was times that he did not want them to understand. And so the disciples would go and asked him, Lord, what do you mean? Or what did you mean by what you said? So they didn't have a clear understanding, but they had sense enough to ask for a better understanding. And he explained to them and he let them know that it was not intended for everyone to receive it. Now, there's a reason that Jesus did not want everyone to receive the message. The Bible tells us that the uh, Jewish community, I'll put it that way, had been blinded for our sake. And I'm going to stop right there with it. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine. I had to underline that. I had to highlight that. Because that stood in his doctrine. He taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine. Now, who else would know better about the word of God than Jesus Christ? The Bible said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That word became Flesh and we do and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father. And you can read that all of that uh, in the first chapter of John. But I love what Timothy said of uh, what Paul told Timothy, the young minister, uh, the, the, the pastoral epistles, as they refer to them. Great is the mystery of Godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels and preached unto the Gentiles believed on in the world and received up into glory. That doctrine that he presented was well defined. The doctrine that he presented was different from that of the scribes. It was different from that of the Pharisees and the chief priests and other theologians of that day and even our day. He was the word of God manifested. And so he knew what he was saying. He knew the intent behind what had been written. Well, we read the law of Moses. He knew the intentions behind the law of Moses, the the Torah. He understood what uh, those five, what was being presented through the word and how it should have been used. No one should have ever been denied healing. We read about the man that had the withered hand prior to Jesus arriving here. And when he went into the temple, they were so stuck on. Excuse me. I'm allergic to this, to what I and and please forgive me for using this word. I don't mean to offend anybody, but I'm allergic to stupid. I'm allergic to that. Yes, just like just like, you know, the other stuff that we consider sickness and stuff. Someone is setting in service, have a need, but you are so pressed to, to impress others. That you overlook the one sitting there that have made their way into the house of God. Sitting there with a withered hand, sitting there with emotional trauma, sitting there with a withered heart sitting there, needing to be ministered to, and you trying to have a hoop and a holler. Jesus took time to deal with that individual. They watched him. They wanted to know, is he going to disrupt our program to deal with this individual? And the answer was yes. Thank you, Jesus. The service is not about us as ministers. It's not about how many amens we can get. It's about the deliverance of souls. That's what churches is for. It's the deliverance. Thank you, Jesus. It's about the power of God. Through his word, through his manifestation, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. He had healed the man. They were upset about it. But it didn't stop him. Listen. The Bible says that, uh, that, that they were astonished at his doctrine. His doctrine. The way he presented it because it was not like everyone else. It was not like the chief priests. It was not like the scribes and Pharisees or the political party of the Herodians or anything else. It was the word of God and the intent behind it. That we believe in a very simple teaching fashion and that is to give the intent behind the word. For he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And when he had come out of the ship, immediately there met him a man out of the tomb. A man with an unclean spirit. Jesus crossed over the sea to continue preaching and teaching, to continue healing, mental illness, emotional drama and trauma and physical handicaps and spiritual sickness. He crossed over, he traveled, he evangelized. He went places without asking for an honorarium. He met a man with an unclean spirit. The disciples didn't run up in front of Jesus and, 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 and put up a physical fence to stop the man from approaching him. This man with unclean spirit, he smelled bad. He didn't look like everyone else that was there. Smelt bad. Not necessarily from an unclean spirit. Don't, don't get it wrong. Spirits will dress themselves up as an angel of light. The Bible tells us that. He looked terrible in his condition. No one wanted to be bothered with him. And Maybe you've been on your lunch break or walked past someone and you saw them and you caught of. little apprehensive about passing by them. Uh, Me and a young man was out one time and he passed by someone that was, that had uh, this gentleman who was, and at that time I was not where I am today. And we were at the beach and this, this man was walking in circles. And, and my buddy said, man, walk, walk through that circle. He said, he said, you're going to feel something. And sure enough, in that man's presence, you could feel something different. And maybe you've walked past someone and, and because they were acting or talking, talking to themselves, talking out loud, you, you might've thought that they were off. But let me tell you something, sometimes people are talking out loud and acting crazy as a defense so that others will leave them alone. If you engage them in conversation, you'll find out. That there is a person living in that body. He met him with an unclean spirit. No one wanted to be bothered with him. This man had become an outcast to family and friends. Maybe you know someone that experienced a similar situation. Maybe you know someone that had been sprung. You know, we used to, there was a term, strawberry. There was a term, rut doctor, you know, that can't help it. I heard someone not too long ago talking about they can't help it. They can't help but run out and do what they're doing. Even though they've been setting in service. Not this service. But someone at another church that Have made this statement. Which tells me that they are still holding on to their desires. Maybe, you know, someone that hung out all hours. They just didn't seem like they went to sleep. They were just hanging out all hours, chasing a euphoria that they'll never capture again. That's what some stuff would do to you. For for those of you that never experienced it, I thank God that you didn't experience it. I I thank God because everyone sometimes it's a one hitter quitter and there's no return until God. Oh, bless you, Jesus. Some of you know. Nothing about the crap pandemic. Mm -hmm. Some of you don't know nothing because your age. I'm not that many years older, but in my mind. Those that do know how know about it. How did you survive it when America declared a chemical warfare against its minorities? Mm -hmm. I know no one wants to talk about that. No one wants to phrase it that way. But anytime you have the powers that be, allow... And promote because the poor folks didn't have the money to to bring that mess here. Now, this is real talk. They didn't have money to do it. They weren't driving trash trucks, delivering uh, packages in poor neighborhoods. They weren't doing that. It was those that had the power and authority to do it. So they declared a chemical warfare until it reached into other areas it, as it started to climb its way from being a nose candy to broken antennas, glass pipes uh, in Brentwood and other areas of the uh, of Los Angeles and start reaching into other. Then they wanted to say it's a it's, a, it's something that we need to fight against. Just say no. You know how many people said no and were still caught up in it? How many people flush drugs down the drain only to go out and buy some new uh, within the hour? It had a hold on them. And Jesus understood. You don't hear them talking about Sherman a can today. And some of you don't even know what that is. Well, Sherman was what was called PCP, uh, embalming fluid. Wet daddies, stuff like that, you know, where they took Took joints and dipped it into the fluid, took a cigarette, dipped it into the fluid. But Sherman, the can was also the bull, Schlitzschmerk liquor bull, which was a heavy, thick beer to drink. And it'll mess you up, just as if you had been, or Coke 45. These things, which was promoted on television, you know, with some high-powered drinks that you don't hear about today. We lived through some of that. And some of you did not. Thank God. Maybe it was an alcoholic or being a liar, stealing in and everything that wasn't nailed down. Not to mention the spirit of self-righteousness that allow you to do whatever, whenever or however, you know, white collar crimes that that's what they would call them. White collar crimes and then they would take the other and call them blue collar. Feeling so righteous, you could be righteous and lost. All about them and no one else. Now I'm talking about unclean spirits. Mm-hmm. It, unclean spirits was not just the, uh, that was an unclean spirit that delivered the chemical warfare that I referred to. It was an unclean spirit. The Lord despises those that bring wicked devices to pass. Unclean spirits. Verse three. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, this man with the unclean spirit dwelt among the tombs and no man could bind him because they tried. No, not to change. And by the time Jesus arrived, the, the man was homeless. I'm sure he felt some kind of way. And we, we li- I like using that term because it identifies the emotions and how Mixed up and messed up, we become emotionally. What about the shame that this man and others have felt? Being conflicted within oneself, wanting to be delivered. Asking yourself, is there a way out of this? How did I get here? When did it happen? It crept in almost as if it was unaware. As if I was unaware of it and took control. Maybe you ask yourself the same question. Like me, maybe you have a similar testimony. Maybe you have not been that severe, but knowing things was out of control and that you wanted help. The man with the unclean spirit had been repeatedly arrested in and out of his jail. And nothing changed. Who was doing the visiting at that time? Was the scribes going to see him? Was the Pharisees going to see him? Were any of the chief priests or those that considered themselves to be ministers going to see him? Nothing changed. People were afraid of him. His family, as far as we know, rejected him. But Jesus embraced him like he embraced us. Because that he had been often bound with fretters and chains and the chains had been Put the sonder by him and the fretters broke it in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. But the word of God did. The people were afraid of him and scared to be associated with him. No one understood him. Mm-mm. They did not understand him. Just like they didn't understand you. Just like they didn't understand me. They didn't understand him unless they had been there. Unless they had experienced it. That's why there's a call that, that's going out for those that you've been there, done that, then you know you need to be on the front line. I'm a frontline worker. Yes, I am. And they will tell you that. I don't mind pounding the pavement and talking to, approaching people and talking to them. He didn't call us to stand in front of a podium and and preaching in the walls and, but what about engaging people in just in conversation in a store, wherever you are? Hmm. They were afraid of him. Incarceration didn't help. The doctors couldn't help. The theologians certainly did nothing to help. You may have been placed in a physical jail and you might be there right now listening to this. You're in a tomb within yourself. Looking for a way out, you know, a a few years ago, the comedian Jordan uh, Peel directed a movie Get Out. Some of you may have seen it and others may not watch the movie. It's a story about healthy, uh, fit black men that were deceived by an attractive white female. She would take them home to meet her family after they've developed a relationship. And while they were there, these men would not be heard of again because they were being psychologically, mentally, emotionally, and uh, taken advantage of, they were being held captive, embodied by the aging white man. It's interesting that within uh, the context of the movie, uh, uh, as he was standing there visiting and they were socializing, and he wasn't aware of what was going on. One of the servants uh, walked up to him and 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 signaled him and said, "Get out." Tear starting to flow from the eye because there was a battle going on within that body of the, the the white person who is now possessing them and the consciousness of the black person that still was there. That's how people are when they're possessed. Their consciousness is not gone. The only time a person's consciousness is gone is when they have rebelled against God meaning that they have known the truth. My time is running out. Meaning that they have known the truth and while knowing the truth, they resisted God. I'm talking about those that had been exposed to the truth, those that knew God. The Bible said, and when they knew him, they rejected him. And you'll find, I believe it's the first chapter of Romans that as they knew God, they knew him. They rejected him. They didn't want to retain God in their memory. They purposely was pushing and pressing against him. Romans 1 and 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifested in them. Because God has showed it unto them, but yet they rejected God. They become seared with a hot iron, meaning they'll never repent. This was not the case. Ah, oh, bless your Lord Jesus. All right, I'm, I'm going to wind down. Mighty God, mighty God. Bless your Lord Jesus. They tried, but no one could. Neither could any man tame him, that he was what someone would call a God-only case today. Or then, God-only. The fifth verse says, and always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. I think that resonates with so many. The Bible says, night and day, he was in the mountains, in the tombs. He was hiding out. Where are you hiding today? Maybe you're hiding at work. Sometimes we become workaholics because we're hiding out. crying, cutting himself. Some of our actions and acting out is because we're crying. Some of the, the cutting on ourselves, the damaging, the self-infliction that's going on is because of the, the pain and suffering. Some other times we're hiding, people are hiding in plain sight, smiling on their face, laughing loud with everybody else, but wearing a frown. We've seen so many comedians laughing, <laughs> making others laugh, <laughs> and committing suicide. What does that tell you? They have the money, they have publicity, they have fame, and at the same time, filled with sadness. Something else going on, something going on the inside, and there's no way out. Something is happening, and they need deliverance. What happens among the rich? It happens among the poor. By the time people leave one place and get home, the smile has turned, has gone away and now it's just a face. Sometime by the time they get there and before they're ready to go to bed before the tears begin to drop. Trying to get in bed to, to keep from feeling a spirit of depression. Jesus understands that he knows that he understood it then. And he understands it now. When the man saw Jesus, not when he saw Pastor Carl, not when he saw the Bishop, not when he saw the evangelist, the apostle, the teacher, not when he saw any of them, But when he saw Jesus, he ran and he fell down to worship him. When he saw Jesus, I want you to see Jesus. When you step through the doors the corner, it's about Jesus. It is not about any other person here, except our testimony that we were where you were. And this is what God has done for us. It's about Jesus. He's the most influential. He's the best that there is as a songwriter. He's the best thing that has ever happened to me, to you. It's about Jesus. It's not about flesh on parade. It's not about any of us. It's about the Lord. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. So when I come in, I know that there's some prayer going on. That's going to impact others. I'm not talking about that loud prayer and speaking in tongues where nobody understands what you're saying. I'm talking about the unified assembly of believers, where everyone is on one accord, where worship is going on, where prayer is going on, where the word of God is washing all of us. Jesus spoke to his disciples. He said, you've been washed by the word. You've been washed. You've been washed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you Lord for your goodness today. We thank you for your word that have gone forth. And Lord Jesus, you know every individual that has a need right now. You know those that are seeking to be free from the, the mental, the emotional incarceration. Lord God, and those that are, have been delivered and Lord Jesus, and and yet they they walk with some apprehension about helping others, We, we pray and ask for your boldness to be upon them. Lord, there are souls that are seeking deliverance for themselves, for their children. Lord God, even as you delivered me through the prayers of my children. Lord, you can do the same for them, for the parents and for those children that are also praying. Lord, we pray and ask that you would bless each one that is tuned in and those that will be tuning in later. Lord God, ask that you would move by your power in their lives. Lord God, we we touch and agree with those things that line up with your will. Help us to know your will. Help us to pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, we want you to have your way. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless each one, Lord God, the the membership to be even bolder than what they currently are. Lord, to, to be an outreach, to evangelize, Lord God, and for the saving of souls. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We pray and ask you blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, maybe somebody told you that that's not necessary. Well, I'm gonna tell you, stop washing your clothes. That's not necessary. Uh uh-huh. Stop taking baths. That's not necessary. The Bible said baptism is for remission of sin. It's not an outward celebration that I got baptized and I'm confessing. No, the Bible said baptism is for remission of sin. It's very clear about that. When Jesus came, he preached. But before he came, John had been preaching repentance and remission of sin, baptizing under repentance and then baptism transition into Jesus told him to go and teach and preach in his name that repentance and baptism should be. And so we find that that Peter on the day of Pentecost, when they asked the men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Peter stood up among those that was with him and said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for remission of sin. That's what baptism is for. It's for remission of sin. You want your sins blotted out and he's able to blot them out. He's the only one that can remove them. And so and add your name to the Book of Remembrance so when the day of refreshing comes, you'll be ready. Go to a church of truth and power near you. Be faithful unto the Lord. The Bible said a rolling stone gathers no more. You want to be faithful so that you can grow. You can grow. We thank and appreciate you for following this ministry. Certainly our prayer is, is you're not forgotten about at the end of the service where I'm certainly praying for you. And I, I solicit your prayers to continue to pray for me. You're following us in, in desire discipleship. Be faithful. Be faithful unto God. And he's going to bless you. Some things happen instantly. And there are other things that happen instantly over time the bible said that jesus spoke and healed the man and and it happened instantly and the other times the bible said that that the lepers was walking and as they they began to notice that man wait a minute there's a change going on within me and as they were healed some continued on and one went back and told him thank you and so we're here today continually telling the lord thank you thank you for healing thank you lord for what you have done thank you for the the pain and suffering thank you for bringing us into a realization of needing you and you making yourself available unto us continue to pray for us as we are praying for you now may the grace of god and the sweet communion of the holy ghost rest, restroom and abide henceforth now and forevermore in jesus name amen I want to remind you as well before before we sign off visit us on Instagram it's the links are and are going to be posted Facebook and you know the Twitter Lord is blessing as we are expanding and really working the work god bless you